you over at F3, who's Nate Johnson, founder and CEO at GLS Inc. Nate, you look even uh, you look better in person, even better in person than you do in a little uh, digital square box. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So uh, good to know. Good to know. Nothing better than hearing Jake breaks. Nothing better than hearing Jake breaks. Appreciate you having me on, Dooner. Guys are weird. We find sticks. We like to pick up big sticks. We like the sound of uh, of, of Jake breaks. We don't like to carry umbrellas. We, there's a lot of like little weird nuances about um about some of us. Hey, how was F3? Did you have a good time there? I saw you were very social. You're all over the place. You're posting a lot of pictures online. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a great time. You know, I, I originally was coming in thinking conference, conference, conference. And then Grace Sharkey posted something out saying, you know, this is a festival, which I took that to heart and, and turned it around and said, let's go and celebrate the industry. Let's 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 take it that direction. And so I walked in looking at it from a different different angle. And, I, and I've been to a ton of conferences this year. Uh, I just came in thinking I'm with a ton of friends. I know everyone here. Uh, let's let's take it and look at it as a cap to the end of the, the conference season for me, especially it was the, it is the last event for me for the year and uh, had a great time. Uh, you know, I, I go uh, to F3 for three particular reasons. Uh, I want to see the rapid fire demos. Uh, I want to uh, build our vendor relationships between uh, GLCS and, and pretty much everyone at F3. And then, you know, any future networking, uh, you know, we're taking a larger social media footprint this year. We, we just started a podcast uh, amongst many other things. So uh, I checked all those boxes and then I was extremely surprised on how much more we were able to accomplish this year. Um, I was, I was just so impressed with the, the, the driving community that was there, all the drivers, owner operators, the please advise crew that that we were introduced to, the energy that they brought, uh, it inspired me. Um, taking it to another level on my side, so uh, it's it's not awkward for me to do that, but uh, it is something that that I'm excited about and I'm pushing forward with. So you know, expect to see a lot more of me and GLCS on that level uh, moving forward. Well, Nate, people who may have not have ran into you on the floor or to them, GLCS is, is just a logo they're seeing for the first time. What, what's the company? What do y'all do? Sure. Well, we have three pillars, we call them. Uh, really, pil pillars or divisions. We're a management technology consultancy. We do managed services, so managed IT, application managed services for uh, only transportation logistics providers. And then we also do uh, complex integrations for transportation logistics, so lots of driver workflow, uh, visibility platforms, that type of thing. Very interesting. So you get a lot of experience with carrier and broker relations. And, you know, I look at our Freightways pricing power index, and whenever that needle is at like 30% and lower or 70% and higher, you got high contention on either side. What do you have a couple tips for us on how to navigate that in this market right now and set ourselves up maybe for some victories in 2024? Right. So broker carrier tensions is something of a platform, you know, we've been working on. I know you've had uh, uh, Dan Lindsay and, and Trey Griggs on the show talking about the broker carrier summit. That's something I'm involved in, uh, something that a lot of us are championing right now. And it, it, it's it's a, a, a industry topic that we've been 
working with, I've been in the industry 28 years. Uh, I've, I've not always been a consultant. I've, I've been an operator. I've run trucking companies. I've run brokerages. And uh, this is not anything new to the industry. I think it's getting louder as social media becomes more present, as the spot market becomes present, as products like sonar and green screens are, are, are shedding a, a large spotlight on, on spot market pricing. Also, throughout the pandemic, we had so many companies come into the industry that are simply only running spot market freight, and they really don't have sales teams, so they're they're working only on spot market freight, and that created this huge tension with with so many extra trucks that have flooded the the industry right now. So the broker carrier tension is at a, a all time high right now, where it may not have been previously, even though it, it's existed my entire career. So that being said, you know, building relationships with the people that you work with, um, you know, as much as I, I say, stay off the spot market, that is truly your goal as an operator, as a small company is building that relationship and trying to stay off of the spot market as much as possible. It's going to benefit you from uh, many, many different angles. So, you know, uh, contracted rates, not necessarily contracted rate, but the negotiating rates, negotiating your detention, that type of thing. So, well, Nate, though, you mentioned truckers, and and I know that the trucking bloodbath's a thing, but the the other bigger storyline is what's going on with brokerages. Two out of three since 2019 that have been formed have gone out of business. Now, you know, I always try to preface this by saying that it's almost like authorities. That can mean a lot, like a, a brokerage, but still right. a giant, giant number. What are you hearing from your broker partners? Are they running nervous? I know a lot of the tech enabled ones are from conversations I've had at F3. Uh, and just from obviously being in this seat and understanding what's going on. Well, if you're established, and you have great customer relationships, that's one thing I think a lot of people have come in to the industry in the last few years, because it was so dynamic, we couldn't move any freight, there was excess freight. So many people entered the industry not knowing, really, or not having the talent that they necessarily needed to do. Additionally, a lot of carriers came into the industry with brokerage authority, and I think they've exited the industry too. So, so we're seeing some of those metrics as carriers leaving the industry with their brokerage authority as well. But, you know, it, it, it's a hard business. I, I've talked to many people who have, have started a brokerage authority through the Brokerage Carrier sum, uh, Summit that, you know, they, they've never moved a load before in their life and they're learning how to do that. So how many people actually were through the pandemic were seeing all this freight being moved, all the money to be made potentially, and said, I'm going to go out and, and start a freight brokerage. But how many of those, those, those authorities were created and never actually moved a load? I don't think we have data on that, but I would imagine a substantial amount of them never moved any freight at all. What is your what's your number one tip? So let's say I'm one of those brokers or I'm, I'm a truck driver who came in, I came in when the spot market was good 2020, through uh, a little bit of 2022. And now it's completely flipped and I'm back where normally you need contract relationships. How do I move to that? What's my first step? 
First step is is quit running everywhere. So as far as if you're a driver, if you're a single owner operator, have a couple of trucks, do not run anywhere and everywhere. Find lanes that that are uh, the right amount of utilization of your truck. If you like running 550 miles a day, then look at 550 miles, 1100 miles, that type of thing, and uh, figure out where that operates for you based on your domicile, and uh, build relationships with brokers in that space. If you can find shippers that's the ideal spot but you know in studying the owner operator uh the way that that i have i used to be an owner operator i started driving uh back in the mid 90s uh that's how i got into the industry so i understand the point and i've owned my own trucking company as well uh so i understand the the battle uh firsthand but the, the 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 main point is lane saturation whether you have one truck or five trucks or 500 trucks these are all things that we tell our customers but from a single truck operator stay in your lane develop relationships in your lane work with the same people in your lane your revenue will go up your operating will go up you'll understand how to control your costs uh not if you're a single owner operator a five truck fleet whatever the case may be uh, not only should you be worried about top line revenue, but your job is to control every cost that you have and lower it as much as you possibly can as well. If you operate within a single lane or multiple lanes, call it two, three, you can do that. If you go to kingdom come, you are now creating variables that you don't always understand and, and that, that increase your costs. Good enough. I like it. How do people reach out and find you to talk more? Sure, glcs.net. My email address is njohnson at glcs.net. Go connect with him. Have a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving. I appreciate the time, Dooner. We'll catch you next time. Take care. All right. Speaking of Thanksgiving, you guys are going to get holiday shopping. Hello, everyone. I'm Grace Sharkey. This is Nate Johnson from GLCS, and he's going to be coming on my show shortly. Until then, check out freightways.com. Ha, ha, ha.